We are live, starting now. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. And we're back. We are live, apparently live on YouTube. Oh, there he is. There I am. Now I'm back. Uh, Here we are. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, for those of you who aren't watching us on YouTube, we are uh, available quite a few places right now, um, but we're not the most technologically advanced of folks, so uh, Rob has to kind of give me the go-ahead on our YouTube Live, but, uh, you know, we're kind of learning as we go, but we are live once again. How you doing, Rob? It's been Good. a while. How are you? It has been a while. It's been oh, a lot you know, of just fun, ducky. though. All this quarantine stuff has been lots and lots of fun. Yeah, you know... Uh... I don't, I don't agree. It's not been fun for me. I don't know what you've been doing at your house. Maybe you're having parties here, but we are no. back with Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. We, we sure are, are. Generally speaking, a Mandalorian podcast, but we're all sorts of Star Wars here. Um, and, and we're here live coming at you from each of our respective houses once again, because as, as has been for quite some time now, we're stuck. We're stuck. We're stuck. We're we stuck are in one spot. Stuck in one spot. We're not allowed to go anywhere. And uh, it's funny we are, uh, what show number is this? Are we up to 18 or 19, something like that? I, I think we're up to uh, 19th show already. Really? And, yes, and it finally just hit me uh, why you always say that we are Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk in the beginning. Because yeah. our intro music doesn't say it at all. And I found that to be very funny. Yeah, but funny. you know what? Neither does the office's intro. That's you know, true. The office doesn't need to say the office in their intro music, and we don't need to say banter, best car, and banter milk in ours. That is correct. We do that's not my thoughts. need to. If it's do good that. enough for Steve Carell, and that's right. Then why not good enough for us? Um, that's right. So we are back at you, and of course, uh, obviously, the name of the game is is banter, best car, and bantha milk, and. Uh, you know, we want to we want to get started with the bantha milk early this time. And uh, you're asking me why? Why? Because life is stressful, and I I really want to get to the bantha milk, Rob. I hear um, you. So, what do you have today? We're we're doing this our, our own private quarantinies for for the time being because once again, a we're in quarantine. It's hard to get liquor, and b uh, our fans haven't sent us too many uh, suggestions. Recently. Right, so and and we've been we've been a little too lazy to do it ourselves. So I am drinking uh, some. Hell or high watermelon from twenty from the twenty first amendment, and you may ask why. Why? Why, Rob? This. Why are you drinking that particular beer? That is a great question because we are now affiliated with the Ears Up Podcast Network. There's a bunch of shows on there. There's the original Ears Up show, which talks all about Disneyland. There's Ears Up in Depth, which is Jeremy and Jason talking about uh, Disney news stories. They do that. Um, I think they do that twice a month as well. Uh, and then there's another show. I'm list- I'm losing Nick's voice. Nick's trying to say something. I don't know if he's pretending or not. Or if his mic went out. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Yeah, so I told you this microphone wasn't working so well. I had to switch over to a different mic. So we'll make do with what we have. Again, we're kind of on, you know, we're flying by the seat of our pants yes. here. Anyway, anyway, Rob was talking about uh, these shows, and uh, what I was saying is we actually made our debut last week on one of those shows. Yes, yes, we did. We were on the Ears Up Network last week uh, promoting our show, talking to them a little bit. They're wonderful people out there. And we if you a- are one of the people who have come from the Ears Up Network to listen to us, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for doing that. We're glad to have you. Yes. Um, if you are not here from the Ears Up Network, then we're glad to have you anyway. That's right. You know, we like you. 
too. We like we you like just everybody. as much, yes. Uh, they have another show called The Supreme Resort, which they compare similar rides or similar attractions at both Disney World and Disneyland. And then at the end of the show, they have an award-winning and all that good stuff. A couple other things we really want to promote for them um, because it helps us in the long run as well. So they have a Patreon page, Ears Up Podcast Patreon. So if you like this show, if you go over to their show and you like any of their shows, uh, support their Patreon page. They have an Etsy page, uh, which is actually under Cove Ears because Jason started making these Cove Ear things. But now they're selling all kinds of shirts and stuff that are all about their Ears Up stuff. We, we're, I'm jumping the shark, not jumping the shark, jumping the gun a little bit here. Uh, we're designing a new logo, so hopefully we can get our logo on one of their ears up shirts. Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk that logo, right? Because because you are able to catch us on all sorts of different places online, and as we call it, the social meds. Um, we are at Bantha Mill Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. We've been posting a lot recently. We've been posting on our stories. We've been asking questions, right? We're hoping to get some of your feedback, so yes. make sure you look out for that. Uh, we're Bantha Milk on Twitter, um, and we have a website. What is the website? It's a dot com, Rob. We, we have, have a, we have a full full fledged website now. We are also Bantha Milk Podcast dot com. So. Here's the deal. I was thinking about this. We're all friends here, right? That's dangerous. Yeah, and we're friends. And me thinking was dangerous, that's for sure. Yes. So, I my name, well, your name is the same no matter what. Like, you're, well, no, I take that back. It goes Nicholas to Nick. I go from Robert is my formal name to Rob is is what, you know, everybody calls me. Our show's formal name, Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk, but... All the friends, all us friends, we like to call ourselves just Bantha Milk Podcast. So hashtag hashtag Bantha Milk Podcast. That's us. So yeah, you know, sometimes we don't we, we get lazy. You've known this now. We, we we can't find our own drinks. We we can't finalize our own uh, drink rating system, <laughs> and we we can't get through the entirety of our name. That's right? right. So it's now you know if, we, if you hear us say Bantha Milk Podcast, you know what we're talking it's about. It's the same thing. That's right. So Rob was able to talk about his his band. I'm going to crack oh, yes. into mine. Crack into yours. I, I got to tell you, I need it I, right here. I've just got some uh, some bullet bullet bourbon. Nice. Uh, my wife and I are in the process of buying a house, uh, and it's uh, this is something that you really need in your life. True. When you've got that going on. And so, it's a, and you is also stormtrooper. Yes, we have our nice stormtrooper uh, decanter that, that my is wife very got nice. me for uh, either Christmas or birthday. Uh, my sister also got me this same exact decanter. No um, way, another, that's awesome. Which is great because my wife likes you know to have like one of these filled with a brown liquid and one filled with a clear liquid like a vodka and a whiskey. Sure. So it's nice. So I'm just going to pour myself a little brown bantha milk, which there is not go. the general color of bantha milk. But, no. You know, so it's funny, I was, I was going yeah. back while you're pouring that for our website, I'm creating a page of, of our rating system, how much it fluctuates and everything like that. But letting, you know, just having one central page that has every episode's drink name, what we rated it, and all that good stuff listed on, on the one page. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. We had a lot of, not a lot of, we had a couple of Jar Jars thrown in there. Um, yeah, a few, a few, we had a couple of, uh, I'm still, you know, I, I can't get past the, uh, giggling Yoda. No, the giggling Yoda, the giggling was, Yoda yeah. sticks in my mind as one of the most unfortunate liquids I've had to, to Ugh, drink. In that my was life. nasty. It's a real bummer. This but I am going to go high watermelon is right delicious. So cheers. Wait, yeah. Same here. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. I'm somewhere over there. Cheers. There it is. And I will tell you good stuff. I'm sure there is some canon star Wars whiskey that I could have looked up and had a thing to talk about for today. Uh, but I didn't. 
That's okay. Um, but if there's one thing that makes me feel the force, it is that first sip of a nice bourbon. Okay. Neat. And just that warmth spreading from your chest. Sure. Yeah. I can understand. And that's what that. I feel right now. So I'm feeling pretty good. Go. So we're going to get into it right now, right? We have yes. quarantinis. We've talked about ears up. Please make sure you go and support mm-hmm. ears up because they're supporting us. So sure if you support are. them, you're supporting us as well. That Patreon thing is a really cool thing. If you haven't done the Patreon thing, um, for those of you who don't know the starving artist thing, it's real, right? We do this for fun. This is just, you know, a good time. But we do want to reach more people, right? So that Patreon does help. Um, but we are going to get in, go from here into some news, right? We do have a lot of news has popped up over the last couple of weeks, yes. both in just Star Wars generally and in The Mandalorian, because it looks like they're gearing up for season two. And didn't you say that there was already a season three that's yes, been approved? Yes, season three has already been approved, which is very exciting. That's, so we, we definitely know that we're going to get a sure. season two and a season three, which is awesome. All right, so I would have to assume, now anything can happen, but I have to assume our buddy Kyle's going to make it at least through the second season. You would think. Right? Yeah. I'm wondering, see now, with that third season, I'm wondering, are they going to use this baby Yoda as the plot device for the entire series? Or is this just going to be like, I I think this is going to be like the major plot plot device, the baby Yoda. I think baby Yoda is going to be like his sidekick the whole time. I think think they're both going to be there you think, you think for, we're going to see him grow up to, yeah, to 900 like years old? Like adolescent Yoda? Yeah. Like where, where he's um, just kind of moody and like stays in his room. Stays in his room all the time. His, painting his fingernails black and yeah. stuff. Stays up all night, sleeps all day. Yeah, those types of things. That sounds like me. Yeah. Sounds like me. Um, so, um, but, we, but we've had lots of news. Yes, but before we get directly into the news, funny stories dealing with oh. podcasts. There's another podcast a uh, little person called Ron Burgundy. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not before from Once the Anchorman. Yeah. So he just recently had an episode of 10 people that he would want to meet in heaven. And one of those people that he would want to meet in heaven is Yoda. And his sidekick said, you know, Yoda's not real. And he said, oh, stop. I saw him. He's real, whatever, in, in typical Ron Burgundy fashion. But he said he didn't want to meet Baby Yoda because he was a punk or something like that because he doesn't talk. And it was pretty funny. So, so Ron Burgundy has a podcast? Yes. And it's very funny. Is it Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell as Ron as Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yep. And then he, he has another person. It's... Uh, it's taking place in modern day, which is a little weird because, you know, okay. Ron Burgundy hasn't aged apparently at all from the 70s to the 2020s. That's um, fair. But then whatever. It is what it is. Did you know, Do they – is this like something that he's doing like because of the quarantine? No, he started this, like one of the, he started this before the quarantine. So, yeah. Okay. I thought this was one of those like, you know, that John Krasinski good no, news network good news, or something. No. Yeah. Which apparently just got sold to CBS and people are all up in arms about it. Because he's, he's, because he started it as like a fun thing and now CBS is like going to try. And he's not going to be like the host anymore and stuff. Oh. So that's a whole thing. That's, all, that's a whole other thing. I think he's going to be an executive producer. I don't okay. know. When well, we, we start we, talking about one thing on this podcast, we could start talking. We start about talking about, about anything. Yes. I feel yeah. like we need, we need like four or five different podcasts. Yes. One for Star Wars, one for like all the tangents that we get that we, off on yep. talking about. I agree. I agree with you 100%. So let's get back to Star Wars, shall we? Let's get back to The Mandalorian. So you have lots of fun stuff. I can't believe all the people that are going to be in Season 2. No. So I know, did last week, I think in the Super Show, if you caught our last episode, we had our big panel discussion Super Show, right? We had a bunch of guests. We had Rob. We had me, of course. We had my wife, Pagan, joined us. We had uh, Chris joined us. We had our buddy Tom joined us. We, of course, had our buddy from Ears Up join us as well. Jason right? we from all Ears got, Up was yeah. there, yeah. And and so I think last episode we discussed the one, right? We had talked about Rosario Dawson. 
Yes, we definitely. Where are okay, my glasses? So... I lost my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not on your hat, Rob. They're well, so that's a hat. good thing. Yeah. So. Um, so Rosaria Dawson has been cast as what has become a lot of people's favorite Jedi anymore, right? Yeah, Ahsoka Tano. Um, and from what I understand, she's going to be cast in The Mandalorian, and then she's going to get her own special. Oh, right? her own, her own. Her I, own I had spin-off? heard that she was going to get her own spinoff. That's what well, I, heard. I know Chris. She, she heard Chris was hoping time. that. Chris, uh, I'd watch that for sure. I haven't heard anything about the the Kenobi series in a while. By the way, have you? Um, I saw one picture of the Kenobi series just recently. Yeah, I, but, I mean, um, you would think that's been yeah. in the talks in a while. You'd think we'd hear of them. Yeah, and it, they but... they were supposedly like filming that when it like it was, that was supposed to start when the Mandalorian ended, right. and and it hasn't. So I have no idea what's going on with that. I know they went through a couple different uh, writers and stuff like that. So who knows? Um, yeah, they don't have our good friend Dave on there. That's the problem. That is the problem. That is the absolutely. Problem. You know, I didn't realize. Um, so Dave Filoni uh, got his start. Uh, I've been watching, if it, I, and I, you have as well, the uh, the making of series for the Mandalorian. Yes, great, um, great which show. is great. And I had not realized that Dave Filoni got his start with, or one of his starts with Avatar: The Last Airbender. My son's watching it right now, and I said to him, "Dave Filoni started in that," and he was, he yeah. Was, uh, I haven't seen it. I saw the the terrible live action movie that okay. everyone hated. Okay, um, but everyone I know who likes Avatar says that it's got just one of the greatest stories the greatest character development of any like recent anime and um for you anime fans out there you tell me because um if that's the case i mean it sure makes sense that dave filoni worked on it because it seems like everything he touches is gold yeah he's a great storyteller that's that's what i've come to the conclusion of but when Um, he continues this story in the second season it looks like we got even a new guy because you recall that big uh question mark from season one right at the end of the uh or what was the, it was the one with Toro Calican, right? The, uh, the episode with Toro Calican. Okay. Our favorite episode. Uh, oh yeah. Our favorite, with our favorite uh, character, Toro Calican. That's right. Yeah. Um, at the end of that episode, we got that shot of those mysterious boots, right? Yes. And there was that, the, that big the question. Spurs. Who was it? Yeah. Who is that guy? And we oh. had our big tinfoil theories. Yes, we sure right? did. And we were like, oh, that's gotta be Boba Fett, right? Right. Well, it might not be. No. Right. But it might you know, it's kind of like a red herring. I think they're throwing at us because it looks like Timothy Oliphant, our boy Danny Cordray, for you yes. office fans out there, yep, um, will be playing Cobb Vance, yes, in season two of The Mandalorian, and will be donning Boba Fett's armor. Right. So he's uh, Cobb Vance. For those of you that don't know, I didn't know until I had a, until I read this as well. Is from the Aftermath trilogy, and he's a lawman uh, on Tatooine. Uh, in a, yeah, in a settlement called Freetown. In a settlement called Freetown, it used to be called Moss Poligo, and then he renamed it Freetown, and he was he was the lawman of this town after Jabba was killed. So it fits because we're in that time frame. Jabba's dead, yeah. so it could very well be him. But on the same note, okay, so there's some things I don't like about that. Go on, I want to hear. Tell me about it. So they said that the Jawas. Uh, Got his armor out of the Scarlack. Is that how you say the the creature that ate? Scarlack. Bo- yes, that ate Boba Fett. Okay. So sure. um, how? How? I mean, yeah, like how? They're not dropping Jawas down into the middle on a rope yeah, to they, grab it's something. Like, it's like yeah, they got a, they got a rope. They got one Jawa. And they're just <laughs> carefully lowering him down. They they rock paper scissors <laughs> and the guy who lost went down. 
Um, so yeah, so so the rumors are that the Jawas scavenged it out of the Scarlet, and I'm like, ah, uh, really? No, I I don't like. They're gonna that ha- they're gonna have to really sell me on that. Yes, they're, they're really gonna have to show me how that happened. Because, um, listen, I've seen Jawas scavenge, um, and if if Kyle, our boy Kyle, could get get his parts back from them that easily, just by like I don't know, I just think the Scarlet would be <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the Scarlet the Scarlet would give him a little issue. Yeah, I mean, unless they they drive the sand crawler over the top of it, drop a cable down in, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It, if yeah. that's the case, I want to see the Jawas getting it out. I don't want to just but, see him wearing the armor and hearing that the Jawas took it, and that's yeah. But it would it would also supremely bum me out if if like we didn't get to see Boa. But I thought I had heard that our boy uh, from the Clone Wars who played Django was cast as Boba. Timor Morrison. Was Tamora, it? Tamora. So that's the other rumor now. Okay. Boba Fett is being casted by played by Tamora Morrison uh, as Boba Fett. But then Timothy Oliphant is wearing Boba Fett's armor. Mm. So are they going to tie all that together that maybe Boba Fett does escape? He throws off his armor because it's covered in acid and whatever and then he just you know hides somewhere Ooh, i didn't even think about that like all these sarlacc pit stomach acid and stuff mm-hmm. you think he's gonna we're gonna see it all like i mean yeah. are we assuming that boba fett's armor was was beskar though because you know you're thinking back to Django and boba i mean you see all sort i mean i've got boba fett's helmet right here right, right? it's got it's got score marks right here uh-huh. i mean i doubt a beskar helmet I mean, if you're not watching us live on YouTube, you're really missing out. So if you're listening to us right now on Spotify or on Apple or anything like that, go check out our YouTube channel so you can see my live demonstration with the my helmet, helmet with a but dent yeah, in it. And if you don't this, know, this definitely wouldn't happen in Beskar. Right. If you don't know, Boba Fett's helmet has a dent in it, which is what Nick is pointing to, which uh, yes. I think everybody knows about that. But yes. So is it not Beskar, which is what the the rumor was that it wasn't Beskar. Just like in the beginning of The Mandalorian, he was wearing Mandalorian armor, but it also was not Beskar. Until... Yeah, it looked like his helmet was Beskar, but yeah. that looked like the only part of it that was at the beginning. Right? Yeah, so... I don't know. But... Um, so in the books, the book trilogy that I read about uh, Boba Fett escaping the Scarlet Pit, um, I'm waiting Sorry. for... Yes. Uh, I'm waiting for uh, that to fall down. There we go. Good job. Yeah, it's going to fall. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, He does manage to get out by uh, detonating his his jetpack or the the bomb in his jetpack, and he blows up the the creature and and escapes. Why hasn't anyone thought of that for for all this time? No one's thought of just blowing the Sarlacc up? Just blowing it up. Just destroying it. Why not? Um, so that's how he gets out, but all of his armor's ruined, and he's completely like acid, like his skin's burnt off. And uh, for the first of the three books, like halfway through the first book, there's a person who's helping him heal and spends a lot of time of, of him healing because he's so close to death. Interesting. So if that's the case, I could see how the, the Jawas could uh scavenge his armor because he just like ripped it off and whatever. You think maybe we're gonna see our boy Kyle team up with our boy Boba to try and get some of his Mandalorian armor back. Uh... I guess maybe let's think about like Boba because Boba Fett would have been famous by this point. Whether or not he's alive or not, right. people know about Boba Fett. Yes, because people know So knew, I'm wondering yeah. 
as a Mandalorian, what mm-hmm. Kyle would think about Boba Fett and his reputation. Right. Like, is he. And for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, when I say the word Kyle, listen to our old shows. Yeah. I, I can't do the, all this work for you guys. Come on. Now. <laughs> I can't spoon feed it to you. Let's go. Here. So I could see, because, like, you think, like, Boba would be, you know, kind of like a, a general type, uh, like, high ranking Mandalorian type of uh character not not that they have rank in that aspect but yeah, somebody that you it, would look so up to but it's so weird because they yeah maybe but like they never really cuz there's a lot of mandalorian stuff in the clone wars right there's a lot of mandalorian stuff in like all the stuff they done but they never really conclusively tied boba into that boba was always i mean he was a kid during the clone wars series but they always kind of loop, like lumped him in with the the bounty hunters and stuff like that but they didn't really ever connect him with like Mandalorian politics or anything. Okay. So it's yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm just wondering what, you know, how they're going to tie him into, all, I mean, they can tie him into it very easily, but I'm wondering if they're going to use the fact that well, they obviously could, he has Mandalorian. They could tie him in not so much Mandalorian wise, but uh, more uh, bounty hunter wise, him joining the guild, um, sure. meeting up with Carl Weathers, something like that and, and getting into the guild. And then, uh, maybe him and Mando have to, him and Kyle have to go on a mission together for something. Um, who knows? Um, but that also brings up, do you think we're going to see like that sort of, is it going to be like, a, all right, Boba and Kyle team up and I they do not. things together or is, yeah. Right. Or is it just going to be like a, like a passing sort of there's Boba Fett and now he's gone. I hope that's what Same it with is. It. Ahsoka. Is it yeah. going to be like, Oh, look at Ahsoka. And then they're gone. Because, because there's more people who are, uh, named supposedly in season two, and yeah. I really like that season one stood alone. I don't think we need the fan uh, favorite stuff of bringing sure, in sure. all these people and having all these other people being such a vital part of the storytelling. I agree. I um, agree. I think there's there's something to be said for bringing some of that in though. And I think we've talked about this before too, is that yes, yeah, Star Wars is a big universe. Mm-hmm. We should have more unique viewpoints, but it is also, you know, it is fans, fan service is part of it. Right. So right. when we get those check-ins where it's like, Oh, I know that guy or, Oh, that's really, so it is cool as an audience member. Right. I'm to okay. Feel that sort of knitting of, of different things. I feel I'm like. okay but, with, with some weaving back and forth and some, Hey, Here's Boba Fett, or hey, here's Bo Katan because she had the dark saber that right. Moff Gideon now has. I like that. I yeah. don't want to see uh, like a GI Joe army or... force of all these people that we know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You don't want you don't want like the last season to all of a sudden we have Kyle teaming up with Boba and Bo Katan and Luke Skywalker, right? And like, all yeah. of a sudden we've got the Jedi Jedi. Uh, uh, infinity wars going on yeah yeah like i don't i don't want that at all so um, i get that i get that for sure um so we have timothy oliphant uh we have uh rosaria dawson yes any other casting news or anything from um well timora morrison is boba fett as well so right Timora, Mor- sure yeah and then here's another one that's rumored um i haven't seen anything on imdb yet to make it official but Sab- sabine wren is supposedly going to be in it as well Played okay. by Sasha Banks, who was a okay. WWE wrestler. Okay, I gotta look this up. Yeah, Hold on. so look her up. There's there's a picture Sasha out there. Sasha Banks. Banks. Yes. 
as Sabine Wren. Yes. Oh, I mean, look at that purple hair. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see her as an, a grown-up Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. Very grown-up. Much different than than Rebels, but yes. Yeah. All right. So it looks like there. I mean, and I've I've gotten pretty uh, much deeper into Rebels over the last. I've been like having. I've got a two monitors set up, so I'm like over here. I'll have like grades, grading people, <laughs> grading things, grading things, and over here is like you know Star Wars Rebels. And I actually went in and cleaned up my uh, my classroom the other day. I had Rebels just kind of blasting on, nice. the, on the big Good screen. Good deal. Good deal. Oh uh, yeah, but so yeah, I, I mean Rebels. If you again, I I tell people all the time who are like who tell me that they really like Star Wars. If you have not gotten into Clone Wars, you need to because mm-hmm. it's great. Same thing with Rebels, man. Every episode, I think Rebels is better done than, I think than Rebels, Clone Wars. Because yeah. Clone Wars, or Rebels, is more consistently good. Yes. You know what I mean? Every yes. epi- Most of the episodes really seem to count. Yes. I felt like with Clone Wars, it was a lot of volume of content. Right. And a lot of it was really good, but some wasn't. But, I mean, and Clone Wars, I mean, if, if you're really into the Jedi lore, and you're really into, like, like just really knowing about what's going on in the force. Cause a lot of people really like the star Wars that has nothing to do with the force. Right. Like you get rogue one and you get a little glimpses of it with, uh, with, you know, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. Um, but a lot of people's big thing with the rogue one was like, Oh, it was great. It wasn't a Jedi movie. It was just a star Wars movie. Right. Me. I like that, but I love the force. Like I I'm waiting for the movie where it's just, you know, Jedi versus Sith the entire time. Sure. Um, so I don't know to each their own with that. Yeah. But, but I feel like rebels, like if you're into the Jedi and you're into the force and you're into like the, the mystical sort of, sort of aspect of it, rebels is really where it gets into stride yes. with all this talk of like the world beyond worlds. And mm-hmm. what's that, what's that race of like moose people or like, isn't there like a race of like, uh, almost, almost like Torin from world yeah, of Warcraft. The giant, the giant, uh, like, uh, they They're were, like cows. Yeah, but they were huge, and they were yeah. they were like a very spiritual, very one with the force. Yeah, yeah. they they were the ones holding the crystal for a while for them. Um, Bendu, the Bendu, the Bendu. That's right. There you go. Yep. All right. So yeah, um, get into Rebels. Yes. Uh, get into Clone Wars. I still after Rebels, I have to get into uh, Resistance. How's Resistance? Resistance was good. I, um, I haven't heard as good stuff on Resistance as I have on Rebels. It wasn't I, as good as Rebels. And what I've seen, it was a little more Saturday morning cartoony than, than yeah. Rebels was. Yeah, it, it was definitely um, a, a more playful version of the Star Wars show. Like more, like yeah. I said, Saturday morning, more kids geared. Where Rebels had some really deep storytelling in it. Yeah. Um, this one is, it's, it's more, it's but more But Resistance has... Resistance has my boy Donald Faison in it from Scrubs, Turk, Dr. Turk Turkleton from Scrubs. Okay. Any Scrubs fans out there? I don't know. Scrubs is, I'm a big Scrubs fan. There you go. (laughs) Um, So any more Star Wars news for the week? Uh, The only other Star Wars news for the week that I have is... Rob hasn't found his glasses, so he's not really sure. I don't know where they are. (laughs) On our website, um, banthamilkpodcast.com, there is a survey up there for you to pick our latest, our new uh, logo. I have five yeah. different drawings of our logo. That uh, Rob, apparently, as a, as a public school teacher who is you know trying to figure out how to completely alter his curriculum to teach online, he's decided he wants more work. Right. And so he's decided, I'm just going to design a logo while I'm at it. That's why it. Not? And, why not? Uh, and it looks great. They all look great. The, the colors, the simplicity. Um, I really like them all. Um, 
I, a lot of people have a lot of different views as to which one they were like, I was a big fan of the really simple one. There's okay. one that's like, just like the Tatooine homestead with the two sons. I thought like, that was like the coolest, simple design. It was like, man, I can see that as like a simplistic tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I do like the, uh, he's got a couple versions. One's got the Bantha in it. One's got Kyle walking around. He's got a couple versions with each. So go and check that out and tell us which one you like the best, right? Because they're all really cool, but we want to see what y'all like. So yes. You know, so, democracy and all that. Democracy, uh, yes, my, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. Right? <laughs> um, sorry, we had to go with quotes with, with this this week's. Yes. We are going to get into some some bad Star Wars quotes later because oh, we love Star Wars. We sure do. Star Wars has some great stuff about it, but um, but it also has some real real terror. Some in real, it, so we'll get real into bad that stuff later. in as well, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Real fast, we, we did uh, touch just a little bit, but I wanted to touch, go back to it, about Disney Gallery, the, the Mandalorian Explained. Um, if you haven't checked it out yet on Disney Plus, definitely check it out. Uh, episodes one and two were cool because it was like the producer sitting around. It was uh, Nick drinking uh, some more bourbon. Uh, yeah, I just poured myself a second glass for those of you who can't see from home. Yeah, uh, you could probably Cheers. hear it though. I could hear it. It was pretty That's cool. Right. Uh, in episodes three and four, they did have a couple of little fun facts. In episode three, they were talking about a character that was supposed to be written off after the third episode of the Mandalorian, but because he was doing such a great job, they kept on for the whole time. And, uh, that was Carl Weathers. Oh yeah. Good boy. Carl Weathers apparently was, uh, not supposed to last the entire season, but they, you know, I always wonder how they managed to make that happen. Did you watch breaking bad? Yeah. So Jesse Pinkman, uh, is is like the second main character on Breaking Bad, yes. and and the guy who plays him, who is it, Aaron Paul? Is Aaron that his Paul, name? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's outstanding. Like this this role made this dude's career. Oh, hundred um, percent. But apparently, his character was only supposed to have like three or four episodes of a loop in in Breaking Bad before they killed him off, and he was doing such a good job. They just kept writing for they him and he wound up being not only one of the main characters but you know if you've seen el camino they, they wrote a spinoff movie for him yeah so like i always wonder like how do they get to like episode four of shooting and they go oh by the way you're doing a good you're doing a super job we're not gonna kill you yeah <laughs> well i <laughs> think like, all right you I, passed the second audition yeah you exactly. can stick around <laughs> so do you have anything planned for the next say five years because <laughs> We only wanted you in here for three episodes, but we like you so much that we're going to make you a permanent fixture. So I guess for a guy like a guy like Carl Weathers, though, um, that's got to be that's got to be nice because I can't imagine he's got a whole lot of work going on right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, at this point, I think he's just living off of his name, you know, oh, yeah. like being in yeah. Rocky and uh, Chubbs, whatever his name was, in uh, in Chubbs Peterson, Chubbs Peterson, oh, Happy yeah. Gilmore, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sure at this point he's living off of his name, so he could get work, you know, because he's, he's Carl Weathers, so I'm sure he could get work. Um, but if if they wrote if they wrote him off, we wouldn't have got this. Do the hand thing, baby. Right. <laughs> we would have never got that. <laughs> Speaking of terrible Star Wars quotes, that's a great Star Wars quote. <laughs> that will not be on our list today. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, that is And then great. in episode four, they talk about the volume. Did you watch episode four at all? I haven't watched episode four yet. Oh, my gosh. So episode four, they talk about their state-of-the-art green screen set, which is not a green screen anymore. It's uh, thousands of digital TVs all wrapped around this giant room, 
and a ceiling full of digital TVs as well. And they run the Unreal gaming system behind them for really? all the sets. So as they're moving the camera, the scenery behind them is moving. The scenery above them is moving. They talk about how because of this, they now have proper shadows on people. Wow. Um, they talked about uh, before this, nobody used reflective uh, materials like like the Mandalorian's armor is all basically all mirrored. Because if you're standing in front of a green screen, you had different shades of green on the armor. So they would have to get out each shade of green, put in a different shadow color on top of it, and do all this stuff. But now with this TV system that they have, it's not reflecting green anymore. It's reflecting the actual surroundings right, that Right, whatever's he's in. on the... Yeah, yeah. so That's it's insane. amazing. You know, yeah. I keep I keep trying to decide when are we going to reach a critical mass. At one point, at one point, is technology just going to get to the point where it's like, all right, we, we can't go anymore. I know, and every right? year, it's like, oh, yeah. I guess not. And you know, when I see the stuff that's out there, and you realize there's probably stuff even crazier that's not available to us yet. Oh yeah, because it's like top, like military grade. Like I don't know. I, I'm just even. I'm. I think Lucasfilm in like as as a company itself is single-handedly responsible for pushing the music or the music the uh, the movie industry well beyond its time oh, all the 100%. time since the 70s oh, since yeah. the 70s I mean uh, they were they were revolutionary when they came out yeah but George Lucas what they're doing was always, now George Lucas was always 10 years ahead of what he could actually do like sure. he had that vision and he was pushing and uh, with his what is it THX THX, uh, yeah. yeah, like with with those people and like, yeah, uh, like he just keeps pushing them further and harder and harder and harder. And, but that's the other thing that I'm loving about Dave Filoni too. In this documentary that they're doing, essentially about the making of Mandalorian, they're really pushing the fact that for whatever reason, Dave Filoni has the ability to just kind of intuit what George would want. Yeah, and I feel like the best possible version of Star Wars is someone who can intuit what George would want. Without all of the other weird stuff that George has going on, right? Exactly. Because we, I, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has heard the stories about. Oh, we hear that George Lucas hates the new Star Wars. Oh, all this stuff about. Oh, George thought would have done this and would have done that. I hate to tell you, you would not have liked the Star Wars George put out. Yeah, exactly. Six, yeah, seven, eight, and nine. Uh huh. He he would have gotten really weird, and that's fine because that's his vision. But that's he was really in like the biggest thing that a lot of some of the fanboys out there hate about the prequel trilogy is the midichlorians. And I hate to break it to you. That was one of his biggest, he loved that. He loved it. He really yeah. got down for that. So like, I don't know that the creator's originally original intent means much beyond good storytelling. I don't know where one comes beyond the other, but I think we have a really good balance with Dave Filoni in that we have someone who's a great storyteller and also has an inkling as to what the original intent, creator's intent might have been yeah so he can do that while tempering the crazy side of what george mm -hmm. lucas was and they, they showed a lot um george lucas was i don't know if he was on the set a lot or if he just came for one day or whatever but right. they had george lucas on the set and he basically like walked in and was like this is what i wanted in 77 you know like this right. is what i wanted 40 years ago like now you guys can finally do it and they talked about the volume and how um other movies and other platforms have played around with it a little bit, but nobody like really committed to it because they were afraid of what happens if it doesn't work. Then we have to go backwards. But with the Mandalorian, they said, Nope, we're using this. We're going to do it. No matter what happens, we're, we're in. And they jumped into the deep end of the pool, you know, head first. They were like, we're in. Um, and it's amazing 
looking at it, like I like watching, I always like watching, you know, over the person's shoulder, seeing what's going on in the background, you know? And sure. so, oh, yeah. so when they're showing these behind the scenes, other camera angles of the, the volume and stuff like that, like you can see, um, you're like, oh my gosh, that was not a real scene. That was filmed inside the studio. So then you're trying to figure out, okay, which scene was filmed on location, which scene was filmed in this studio. And then even then, then you're looking, trying to figure out which part of this is real and which part of this is the screen behind them. Because they had to have you know real props in front of the screen so that the actors and stuff had something to, to work off of. But then you really can't tell how deep into the scene it goes before the TV start. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. So you definitely have to check out episode four of that because it's, if you're into the technical behind the scenes, this is the first one that's huge behind the scenes. Um, So that's really cool. Yep. And and it's just, I mean, it's just good to see people who like, who are, are not necessarily just doing it because they got a job offer. Yeah. You know, the, the whole big thing behind, you know, if you're a big Game of Thrones fan, which Aside from Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and A Song of Ice and Fire is probably my biggest fandom as far as nerdiness goes. I'm I'm huge into it. I read the books constantly. I always have the audiobooks going. Uh, my next tattoo plan is A Song of Ice and Fire based. I really love it. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. That happens a lot. I get on, ta- <laughs> I on tangents. I start a sentence and I I start talking. <laughs> what is it? Michael Scott. He goes, <laughs> it's an improvisation, right? improv conversation. Um, anyway, a song of ice and fire. What was I going? What were you talking about? You were talking about how into the the people who weren't it's, it's this, there right for here. just the paycheck because the yes. last season of um, Game of Thrones it was almost like they were just there for the paycheck. Yeah. So D and D. That thank you. That helps me out. So D and D. If you if you ever hear D and D, D and D means David Benioff and DB Weiss, right? D and D are the creators or the showrunners of Game of Thrones. Um, uh, it, it became abundantly clear that they they did not and, and they did like kind of some post they, they've been very, very quiet post Game of Thrones. They, they really did like it, it is so amazing the pervasiveness Game of Thrones had on the culture of, of America. It was huge. And then all of a sudden the last season was so bad that no one's talking about. We're in a quarantine. Have you heard about anyone rewatching Game of Thrones during this quarantine? Uh, Tom actually started watching it, but not rewatching it. I did see that. Yes. But he didn't rewatch it. No, he didn't rewatch right? it. Because I understand someone watching it for the first time, but I don't know of anyone who's rewatching it during this quarantine. Um, and so D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, were, were on track to have their own Star Wars franchise. Correct. Not just one movie, a three arc movie. Uh, yeah, a whole um, trilogy. They they had it all yeah, set up for them, and and they got it yanked away from them because of the backlash from from Game of Thrones. Because yes. it was clearer and clearer as things went on that they took on Game of Thrones without any regard for the fandom. Right. Like they made decisions, and and like fandoms are very protective of the source material. Oh, just look Star at Wars Star Wars. Fan, you know yeah. That. You. Uh, oh, they yeah. hate like everything. Star Wars fans get yeah. angry at. Everything. Everything. And so they, they really, I mean, when they were making Game of Thrones and they were using the source material episode, you know, seasons one, two, three, four, even five, like it was insane. You were using George R. R. Martin's material and it was great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden things went bad. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of people theorize that it was because D and D like saw the, 
beyond Game of Thrones. They were looking beyond it to their Star uh-huh. Wars franchise. Going, we're about to make our millions. Yeah. And it's just so interesting that and they even, don't have that franchise like, anymore. They took it away. Yeah, like HBO offered them, you know, 10, 12, how many, however many episodes Two more you seasons. Want. Yeah. Two more seasons of at least 10 or 12 episodes. They said, nah, we, we got this. We can wrap it all up in eight. And, uh, uh, spoiler alert! They could not. They could not. It was too much, <laughs> too fast, and it was it was too messy. And it and it just makes me. I, it it almost makes me happy. And again, I love Game of Thrones. I love A Song of Ice and Fire. But if if they if Game of Thrones had to go through what it went through in order to save Star Wars from those creative minds, because sure, remember yeah. those same creative minds also gave us Wolverines or X Men Origins with Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, the very first one. Yes. The was, one that even Ryan Reynolds in his new Deadpool movies lampoons. How yes, bad they were. he totally made fun of himself in the, in the original oh, yeah. one there. Yeah, the original one was awful. So I'm just so that, very glad yeah. we avoided that. Yeah. That could have been terrible. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, man, look at my hair. It is Any, Anyone else out there need a haircut? Uh, I, I sh- uh, shaved up the back just so that oh, it you've been buzzing it up. Yeah, I've been buzzing it up. But my, uh, you got my that family quarantine says, beard going. I do have the quarantine beard going. Um, back to Star Wars, though. <laughs> Uh, our our good friend Wedge Antil Wedge Wedge Antilles, you know this That's guy. Me. Yep, uh, he's played by a guy named Dennis Lawson. Okay. Two fun facts about Dennis Lawson. One, True. in episode four, uh, his name is misspelled in the credits. They spelled okay. it with two N's instead of one. His name only has one N, but they spelled it with two N's. And he is Ewan McGregor's uncle. So Ewan That's McGregor right. is the young Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he's his uncle. So that's pretty funny. Hey, my dad just Facebook messaged me. Apparently my dad. So my dad just got into the Mandalorian, by the way. I'm very excited about it. He says my audio is muffled. Not me. Just me, not my partner. How's my audio, Rob? How does that sound over there? Uh, through this, you sound okay, but it could Great. be muffled on the YouTube over there. Great. If you're watching me on YouTube and you can't hear me, just know that it doesn't matter. Usually most of the things that I say aren't all that important. <laughs> the general progression of what we're doing here. Um, so if that's um, the case, if you're watching on YouTube and you're frustrated that Nick's audio is muffled, on uh, a couple of days from now, go ahead and download us on the podcast and then you can listen to Nick. You can catch nice us on Spotify. Spotify. You can catch us on uh, Apple Google, Music, Google Play. Apple Music, Google. Yeah, that's right. All over the place. On Stitcher. Man, Stitcher, we're everywhere. Yeah. Anchor. You um, can go directly to Anchor's website. That's right. Um, so we are going to move on now. We do have a brand new series that we're going to start this week. It's a, it's a, it's a weekly, maybe not, maybe weekly, maybe episodely. I don't know. Every episode we're going to try and get to this new First ever uh, uh, brand new series we have is called Jedi of the Week. I don't know if Rob has the audio cue. Uh, I do. Yeah, I have to lose you in the video for a second to go to the this audio. Is, this um, is all. This is high quality production. High quality stuff. So here we go. Let me know when it happens. Uh, you missed it. You talked over it. Don't talk. Uh, try it again. <laughs> there it was Jedi of the Week. It's like a oh, digital boy. Jedi of the Week. <laughs> we did but all that. YouTube, you did not hear us. You but if you're watching us YouTube. elsewhere. You're going to catch our Jedi of the Week, and I think it's only fitting that our first ever Jedi... So we're going to talk about different Jedi throughout the history of Star Wars. It might be canonical, you know, since Disney kind of bought things out, things have kind of changed. We could talk about some some previous canons, some legends, some, some uh, Disney stuff. But we're going to talk about one that is uh, currently canon. It is a Jedi who technically exists within the Disney universe... Um, and it's pretty topical because we are a Bantha Milk podcast, but we are a Mandalorian podcast. So Correct. why not start 
with the very first Jedi who was a Mandalorian. Because if you don't know who, you know, kind of the history here, the Mandalorian and the Jedi have a checkered past, right? They fought each other a lot. Um, if you played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, probably the best Star Wars video game of all time. Uh, I think it was released 10 years ago. It's a pretty old game at this point, but they talk a lot about the, the old battles between Jedi and the Mandalorian. So the very first Jedi who was admitted as a Mandalorian into the Jedi Order was a guy named Tar Vizsla. Right. Um, so he is he is the very guy who created the Darksaber. Right. And this Darksaber is something who, that has come up quite a bit. We saw the Darksaber in Clone Wars. We saw the Darksaber in Rebels. We saw the Darksaber most recently in the, in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Very last episode, we know that our boy Moff Gideon somehow has this Darksaber. Right. So if you didn't know early lightsabers now, I don't know how much of this is considered canon anymore because a lot of stuff was kind of thrown up in the air, but in the original kind of canon of star Wars, the original lightsabers were not just handheld things. They were actually sabers that were connected to like a power pack that you held on your back. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Yeah. And so they, they would carry this like essentially a battery pack on their back and it would be connected to their saber. And that would, that would power this lightsaber and so these were some of these ancient jedi lightsabers with these ones with this this power pack so um the dark saber was a unique lightsaber it wasn't necessarily like more powerful it wasn't necessarily uh like any anything else in in the except that it was unique it was created by uh tar Vizsla. it was wielded by tar Vizsla, uh and it was used by the very first mandalorian uh jedi um, it was an early design, maybe not the precursor to the lightsabers we have, but it was a unique one. Um, after Tar Vizsla died, it was kept at the Jedi Temple, right? We had this really great, dark, nasty looking lightsaber, uh, that for whatever reason, when you see it in media, it, it emits light. It's like a dark lightsaber that emits light. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was kept at the Jedi Temple until it was taken. It was taken by House Vizsla. Now, in Star Wars, there's lots of... It's almost like Game of Thrones. You have House Stark, you have House Lannister, you have House Tully, Tyrell. Uh, it's A lot of the same things happen in uh, cast systems within uh, Star Wars. We have uh, Alderaan has a very distinct house system. House Organa is like the biggest house on Alderaan. House Vizsla is like a big uh, house for Mandalore. Right, uh, we've met a lot of Vislas, uh, Tar Vizsla being one of them. We have Pre Vizsla as the head of Death Watch in Clone Wars. Um, we also have um, a Vizsla in Mandalorian. Right in season one of the Mandalorian, we have the big beefy Mandalorian who like picks a fight with our boy Kyle in the Coven. Uh, he is a Vizsla. If you look at like the the, the credits at the end, he's a Vizsla, and he's voiced by uh, Dave or John Favreau. Um, and so. For whatever reason, House Vizsla is pretty prominently featured, and it is it was like used as like a sign of of leadership and power by House Vizsla, this this dark saber. Um, and so we don't really know the progression. We do know that a lot of people have owned it. We have Tar Vizsla, Pre Vizsla, Maul, who is no longer Darth Maul, right? Maul owned the dark uh, the dark saber. Kanan Jarrus uh, had the dark saber briefly before Sabine and Bo-Katan, and somewhere between Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon. Something happened. Correct. We don't know, but something happened, and I'm assuming sometime in season two we're going to find out exactly how Moff Gideon got his hands on the. Especially dark since we have uh, Bo-Katan supposedly uh, being in season two, right? So it's exactly. tied so, together somehow. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how that happened. I don't know if Gideon has any sort of Mandalorian ties himself, but this lightsaber is distinctly tied to the Mandalorians, distinctly tied to House, uh, tied to House Vistula itself. Um, so interesting to know or, or see what we might be getting from that. I, I don't know exactly where they're going to go from that. I don't know how deep they can get with that. Because again, there's only a certain amount of depth you can get in these things because there are people like me and Rob and probably you who like inhale this stuff, right? Yeah. All right. The dark saber, we know we got a glimpse of it here, but we also saw it here because we're all nerds, right? But not everyone is like that. And Star Wars likes to treat their fans all equally. Sure. Like to yeah. make sure that, that the people who are really in, invested and really know everything, like get stuff, but they also don't want to leave behind the people who don't consume from all forms of media. Right. So I don't know how deep they're going to get into it, but I think it's pretty interesting to see. I think we're definitely going to get a little bit of like Jedi lore. I think we might get a little, I, I don't think they're going to show a famous lightsaber without giving us a little Jedi lore. Correct. So I'm just interested to see kind of what we're going to get from that. But that's that's our Jedi, our very first Jedi of the day. Jedi of the week. Of the week, right? Of the week, our, yes. Our good old Tar Vizsla. Tar um, If you have any Jedi that you think should be nominated for Jedi of the week, there's there's loads of Jedi out there. It's so funny to think about the fact that we're talking about this random, fake, completely <laughs> fictional world, that there are loads of deep history uh, that there is there. But if you have a Jedi that you really love, uh, that you think needs a little uh, coverage, send us an email, banthamilpodcast at gmail.com, and let us know, hey, we want you to cover Revan. We want you to cover Malak. We want you to co- cover Kreia. S- tell us someone, any Jedi you can think of. And Even if Jedi. you want a Sith, we'll do a Sith of the week. Oh. We'll do Grey Jedi. You want to talk to Jolie Bindo? We'll talk some Grey Jedi. I don't care. Send so, us some Jedi. Speaking of Grey Jedi and uh, Force-sensitive people like... Uh, uh, what's his name from the latest trilogy who Finn, Finn may be force sensitive sure. has to be. Um, sure. so the other rumors for season two are that our boy <sighs> Kyle may find out that he is as well force sensitive. So, mm. uh, going along with Ahsoka coming in, teaching him about the force, uh, mm. to see if he is in fact force sensitive or not. Or so that's, that's other rumors out there about season two. I'll tell you, any anything that shows me that Ahsoka knows her stuff, I, I want to know more about Ahsoka and like what she's done. Yeah. I want to. I'm, I'm so excited to know about more more about Ahsoka just because of the Clone Wars, man. Yeah. If oh, you are someone definitely. who is not watching Clone Wars, it has been 19 or so episodes now of me telling you to go watch Clone go Wars. Go watch if Clone Wars. If you haven't Wars, done it yeah. yet, it's your own fault. Go check yep. it out, man. Uh, no so boy. there's our Jedi of the week. Moving on, Jedi of the week. Jedi anyway. of the week. Moving That's on, right. uh, I just, you know how uh, Empire Strikes Back on Friday was the 40th, or Thursday was the 40th anniversary of the 40, release of Empire. 40 years. So with that. It's uh, older than me. It is. It's not older than me, though. No. Nah. Um, <laughs> uh, we've seen since the very first Star Wars and even the, all, the whole first trilogy, George Lucas has changed section after section uh, you know scene after scene of the movies but did you know that the very first empire strikes back change happened the day after it was released oh really yes i had no idea why don't you tell me about i it? will tell you all about it so it was released first uh on the large film screen so it was only released on about 100 screens on that on the on the whatever the date the thursday was 
George, okay. George Lucas watched it and decided at the very end it needed three more little cutscenes in there to better to have help people better understand what's going on at the very end of the movie. So once Luke and Leia are back and Han Solo or uh, Lando is a, is leaving in the um, in the Millennium Falcon. Falcon and all that stuff, there were three little action. There's your Falcon. There were three little, uh, not even action shots, just like uh, background shots, I guess, that were added so that you knew that the Falcon was first attached to the big ship. You okay. knew that they were in the medical room, and then the medical room was, you know, at the edge of the ship. And then another... I always thought it was really interesting, by the way, that they're sitting, staring out the window of the medical ship at just a giant galaxy. Just it's like black, they're not just, in yeah. the galaxy. Yeah. They're just looking out, and there's just like a giant galaxy they're looking at. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very really so, strange. So they, he, he started changing it the day after it first aired. And then we know that he can't stop changing it even yeah, to this that point. Stands. Yeah. As, as far as George Lucas goes, that doesn't sh surprise me at all. No. So I found that very funny. Uh, no. I was, I've been going back and rewatching empire and return of the Jedi. And I have a question for you. Uh, do you Shoot. know, do you know what parkour is? Oh, sure. Of course. Parkour, so, parkour, parkour, parkour. Yeah. From the office. Um, <laughs> Internet craze of 2004. <laughs> it was 2007 when they were something, doing yeah, it. Yeah, made something like that. It made it even better that it was it was a they found something from the internet from three years earlier and thought oh, yeah. that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, uh, I'm watching Luke Skywalker during his training with Yoda and all this stuff, and oh, all yeah, he's doing is, is like gymnastic stuff. He's he's just doing doing flippies, doing and... flips, and bouncing off of trees and all this other nonsense. So is Luke Skywalker the original parkour champion? That's my Maybe. question for you. I mean, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far away. It was. So I think I think Luke Skywalker actually invented parkour. I mean, Luke was really cut during episode four, man. Yeah. Or episode five. five like yeah. Empire Strikes Back, he was doing his training. He had like those beefy shoulders and he was mm -hmm. like doing flips with Yoda on his back and his tank top and stuff. He had just gotten out of that car accident. And he and he he got himself back into shape real fast. Real fast. Real fast. So crazy stuff. Today is May twenty fifth. It sure is. It sure is. Today is the day that in 1983, Return of the Jedi was released. And also... 1983. 1983, Return of the Jedi. 37 years ago. And in 1977, A New Hope was released on the same day as well. So both of these movies were released today. This is a great day in Star Wars history. A great day in Star Wars history. So to ruin that great day in Star Wars history... <laughs> Instead of talking about how awesome those two movies are, I have a why would we do that? Why would we do that? I have a whole bunch of fun facts of mistakes, uh, things that went wrong, and some even some trivia there. So tell me uh, some terrible stuff that happened in Star so Wars. So I can still, luckily for me, even though I have no idea where my glasses are, I can still read this. So this is a good. We need, thing. To, we need to start printing you giant print. I know, right? Uh, I need I need the yours. large prints. Yeah. If you're not I, watching it on YouTube, you're really missing out on what is happening with well, my Nick's hair, hair is definitely out because of control. Because it is maybe about 11 feet above my head. It is. Like, this he had this to whole quarantine is not doing well for, for what's going on above no, my head. Anyway, even, talk to anyway. me about the terrible things. So the first <laughs> first fun fact, this, is, this isn't this is terrible. This is just a fun fact. But uh, the the shooting name for the movie now, like a lot of times they, they don't want to tell people they're filming sure, Batman sure. Begins because then they'll have all kinds of fans there. So the shooting name for Return of the Jedi was called Blue Harvest. 
Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest. I, think I had heard that before. And the tagline right. was horror beyond imagination. Uh, when and then this was also fun when filming on filming some of the indoor scenes. Uh, Peter Mayhew, you know who who Peter he Mayhew. played. He played Chewbacca. Chewbacca was oh, yeah. was told to stay close to the set so no one thought he was Bigfoot and tried to shoot him. <laughs> oh no, poor Peter. Yeah, I thought you that know, was Peter Mayhew used to be a regular if you're uh, on Reddit. Peter Mayhew used to be a regular contributor on Reddit. Uh, and he used to like pop in on on different threads that would talk about Star Wars and literally he'd just be like hey Hope you're doing great. Cheers, Peter Mayhew. He was like just a beautiful soul. That's awesome. Uh, so it, it, he was just a wonderful human being. It is really sad that he's not yeah. around with us anymore. But anytime I see Chewbacca on screen, I think about what a like a lovely soul Peter Mayhew must have been. That's awesome. Yeah. So just I a mean, big gentle giant. Just a big gentle giant. Um, yeah. Him and uh, Darth Vader. Who played Darth oh, Vader? Oh, David Prowse. Yes. So they both came in, and and at one point they said. Um, the directors or George Lucas or whatever said to them, look, you guys are going to be either Chewbacca or Vader. Pick which one you want to be. And okay. Peter Mayhew said that he wanted to be a good guy. So he picked Chewbacca. And uh, and the other guy said, I want to be a bad guy. So then he was Darth Vader. So that's how they got their roles. Um, well, the interesting thing about David Prowse, too, apparently, is that they didn't he didn't know that they were going to dub his voice. No. And I don't think they really knew either. No. Until they, they like recorded him and they went, well, this doesn't sound. Yeah. Good. And he said all the lines in the movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can still see some cuts like on on the there's again, there's a great documentary on the making of Star Wars that's called Empire of Dreams. You have to mm-hmm. go check it out. And you will see some scenes where he's like doing like the very first scene with Darth Vader, where he comes in and chokes the guy with it. It's like, man, this is lame. This could not like James Earl Jones is necessary. He yeah. is Darth Vader. Yeah, his voice was not the same as James Earl Jones. Um, no. On a side note with them, I have it written in here somewhere. I'll, I'll find it again. Oh, wait. Uh, whatever. But uh, they never, James Earl Jones and the guy, what's David, it? Prowse. David Prowse, never met each other. Like that makes while, sense. while filming, they never met each other because, like you said, they didn't even know that they were going to dub over his voice until yep. until later. Um, this is a two-episode continuity issue. It okay. starts in Empire Strikes Back and ends in Return of the Jedi. When Han is put into carbonite, his upper arms are strapped down to his body as well as like his handcuffs. Yeah, they take his handcuffs off, but they never unstrap them. And then, interesting. In, and then in Return of the Jedi, when he comes out of the carbonite. His arms are free. And yeah. another side note to that was his hair is shorter when he comes out than when he goes in. Well, apparently that's that from what I understand, that might be just an effect of the unfreezing process. You know, sure. It kills some of the hair cells. Yeah. So what you should and me too. My I, need to, as well. I need to freeze myself in carbonite. Yeah. And then your hair will come out do. shorter when you come out. I already I, I have a, uh, a appointment book. I have a barber. It's a great barber. Revolution Barber Company in Somerdale, New Jersey. They're great. There's your plug. Revolution you Barber go. Company. Anyway, uh, they're a really great barbershop and, uh, you know, it's a real bummer that like a lot of small businesses aren't able to open right now. I have a, I have a appointment booked for June 10th. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, <laughs> gonna be able like, to get go. in or not. I don't know if it's going to be legal <laughs> at that point, but I have some, but I usually get a haircut every three weeks. It has been, how long have we been in lockdown? We, we've been like, it's been like 60 or 70 days at this point now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This is, this is the longest my hair, this is not exaggeration. Yeah. Maybe the longest my hair has been in. 25 30 years it is long that is for big sure. possibility oh yeah uh there's a lot of audio continuity errors 
Uh, Leah, Princess Leia, when she's talking to Wicket, words come out of her mouth, but her mouth doesn't move. Uh, Leah says to Han, let's go General Solo, but her mouth says, let's go Captain Solo. Wow. Um, Luke. Well, that, that always reminds me of, do you ever watch Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Galaxy Quest, if you're watching this or listening to this podcast, you've probably watched Galaxy Quest because it's totally up all these nerds' alleys. I love Galaxy Quest. There's actually a Amazon Prime documentary on Galaxy Quest. You go check it out. But there's a very distinct line in Galaxy Quest where, um, uh, what's the woman's name? Uh, the one who speaks to the computer. She's a very famous actress. Sigourney Weaver, is that who it was? Yes, I think so, yes. yes. Yeah, so she she's her whole job in the entire movie is just literally, she's the only one who can talk to the computer. Uh, and at one point, you know, they're trying to keep this like, a, I think they were trying to keep it a PG or a PG-13 movie. And she very clearly drops the F-bomb. Okay. Like, and you can see it. She goes, oh, blank that. Like, uh-huh. If you're watching, you're <laughs> yeah, like, you oh, see, she definitely yeah. said she definitely that. Said but, but they dub over, oh, screw that. And you're like, there's not a chance. <laughs> that is no not way what she that said. works out. <laughs> she did not say that. So on the same nope. uh, line as that, Luke, when he's on the speeder bike with Leia, he tells her to take that one, I'll take the other two. But his mouth never moves. So there's a lot wow. of a lot of these things where like, they go back and they redub the voices uh, over and uh, there's no talking or or like cutting of the film to get it to, to look the way they want it to. They just go, oh, we'll throw the audio over top of that. Another interesting one, at the end of that movie, when Luke and Vader are fighting, at one point, Luke chops off Vader's hand. That hand isn't actually his real hand. It's okay. a fake hand that they chopped off. Okay. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really chop his hand off. It's a real bummer. That's that's a shame. I thought for sure that that his hand would have really got chopped off. That's weird. It's a, you know, it's movie Maybe, magic. Sometimes, yeah, that is movie sometimes magic. you don't want to see the man behind the, the curtain. I I know. Uh, Darth Vader's mask. I'm a, I'm finishing up my second glass here. So you go nuts. Darth Vader's mask <laughs> goes from dusty to clean in scenes when he's trying to turn Luke, uh, into into for the Emperor. Like when they're all in the Emperor's room. You you know the 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 symbolism behind his, his garb in episode three or episode six as well. Right. No, the, go ahead. The all black. Okay. So, so we see Luke the entire uh, movie in all black. Correct. Right. And so we've never really seen a Jedi in all black. I mean, no. No, I, we know at that point, we never really seen many Jedi, but apparently the intent behind that was this, this fighting with this darkness that Luke had inside of him. Okay. And you notice at the end of the movie, once Luke has prevailed against the Emperor and, and cast aside his anger and said, you've lost, the the black tunic he has kind of comes out. And he's got this slap that, that pulls out over that shows a lighter side. Oh, very right? interesting. And so you see that that he has shown his lighter side and he's turned away from the dark. Very cool. Um, now, I mean, I've, I have heard many places that that was intentional, whether or not – I can't imagine – at the end of the movie, they would just say, "All right, we're going to peel down the top of his cloak just yeah. to make him look sexy." Just to make, yeah, I think that's how no, that works. No, I like it. <laughs> and knowing knowing George Lucas, I'm sure it was definitely intentional to do that as well. Sure, because uh, mm-hmm. it's always been fighting good versus evil, dark versus light. So, yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Talking about Luke when he's on the sand barge, um, when they're over top of the uh, over top of the pit, um, he kicks a pirate twice, kind of. Um, not really. Not really. Uh, when Boba Fett is attacking him, you see in the background, he kicks this one guy, and he's about two or three feet away from him. Yeah, there's a couple spots in that fight scene where you can very clearly see, like, no. And not even he, close. Not even close. And then the second time, 
he kicks him again and that's when the guy falls backwards his he his gun his falls gun out of his hand right. and he falls down into the pit and he clearly missed him twice yeah so yeah he must have just used a force kick i guess is, yep. is what you know how you can explain that's it, it. that's right he's got to be a force kick <laughs> it extended his foot it extended his um, foot out yeah and and the other big thing about that scene is the color of his lightsaber right like we had not seen a green lightsaber Correct. until we see loose now if you like delve into the lore the green lightsaber is supposed to represent Jedi consulars and Jedi consulars are supposed to be the more mystical of the Jedi who concentrate more on their Jedi powers more than, than lightsaber combat. But really the big thing was in 1980, whatever, when it came out, 83 a blue light. Yeah. A blue lightsaber did not look good against the sands of Tatooine. It, it blended in too much. They couldn't see it well. And so they turned the lightsaber green in order to see it better. To be able to see it better, which is awesome. Yeah. So yep. and then and then I love how they they make a story out of it. Okay, we can't say this. We got to make something better out of it. So this is and, this and is, they literally just took a technical glitch they had in the movie uh-huh. and turned it into a huge lore point, which uh, is yeah. just what Star Wars is best at. Yeah. Also yep. on that scene, uh, when Luke jumps from the one skiff to the other, his lightsaber is shorter than it should be. It's the uh, one third scale prop lightsaber, and it's not lit up. They forgot to go over and wow. color it in. Yeah. Um, a lot of sloppy. A lot of sloppy. A lot of shots flipped, you know. I don't know why they do it in movies all the time, but they always flip the image. They don't like the way you look right handed, so they'll flip it around to make you left handed or whatever. Uh Boba Fett's antenna on his helmet switches sides uh in Cloud City and Lando's outfit switches switches sides. Yep, that thing right there. So one scene oh, yeah, it's is, just disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> one scene it's on the right side of his helmet, the other side other time it's on his left side of his helmet and back and forth again. And Lando has like a holster or like a sash or something like that. And it's going one way in one scene, the very next scene it's going the other way, and then it goes back to the other way again. So they, they uh, love flipping it back and forth. Um oh, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. Uh oh, this like I love I love Star Wars people because you know how they watch these movies so intently, trying to find all the mistakes in it. That's it's ridiculous. Uh, Princess Leia apparently has a mole on her back, and that really? too, yes, that too switches sides when Chewie pulls her closer on the skiff, and they go and they they like fly off of it. Her her mole is oh. on the left side instead of the right side, or something like that. Interesting. Uh, I can't say during that scene I was ever really concentrating on the mole. No, I don't think so either. I. Yeah. Couldn't I didn't even know she had one to be honest with you. No. Uh, no. Jabba's scene was played backwards when Luke offers him the droids. You can tell this because the bubbles in the uh, pipe in front of him, uh, instead of going up, are going down. Well, that reminds me of the famous scene uh, in Episode Four where the Sand People attack. Right, we have the very yeah. first uh-huh. intro of the Sand People, and he got his his little gaffy stick above his head. They actually. Uh, like take that scene and they loop it. Yeah, and so he only it was did really it once. just him kind of doing this. Yeah, and and literally, I mean, if, for those of you following along at home, <laughs> I raised my hands in the air. Yeah, but they just looped that that like a couple that, times. Yeah, they did that like three times. Um, yeah. they're the they're the fun ones that I found about Return of the Jedi and now a New Hope. I mean, there's thousands that I remember reading like a, a ten page paper of all of the. Yeah. Uh, mistakes and fun facts and all that good stuff. So, well, episode four was just like a series of events that somehow led to a franchise. I yes. mean, like that Star Wars should not have been. 
You know what yeah. I mean? With how crazy it was. And episode four is just full of just like, I can't believe this became what it did despite episode four. Um, so one of the interesting things, I guess it was released 20th century Fox or, or whatever, whatever, uh, production company had it. Um, not a lot of movie theaters were buying it. Very few movie theaters were buying it. And they said, if you don't buy this, we're not going to let you show this other movie that they had coming out in the next month and a half or two months through the summer. So then all of these uh, movie theaters then bought Star Wars. And the funny thing about it was Star Wars outgrossed this other movie by like like 300% or something like that. Like it was Star Wars was like such a huge blockbuster and this other movie didn't even do anything. So what was the movie? I forget. I've, I don't have it written down, I, but I did read it. So um, this is Bands and Milk podcast research. At its this finest, is it. At its, look, I have three <laughs> pages of notes. I left that one out, but then I, now I'm trying to talk about it, which is bad. It's uh, all right. Bad report. I forgive you. you. Right I had, there. I had a page of notes, which is about a page more than I usually do. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in the new hope, of course, you have the lightless lightsaber scenes, Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi. Oh, loads point. of them all over the yeah. place. Uh, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, both were holding lightsabers that were not glowing because do you know how they did it in, in 77? Well, you had mentioned to me, it was a very arduous process. Yeah, like they, they literally went on to the original film, scratched it and colored over the lines of the lightsabers because that's how they did it For, back in the they had day. to do it frame by frame frame right? by frame yes so, so thousands of frames yep. someone had to go sit so, there and scratch out and color and they had to look and try and find these real thin silver blades that they were holding in their hand to see where it was so obviously somebody missed it a couple of times um, I guess so the, the stormtrooper bangs his head we know that one that one is so famous now oh, like best. he has his own website clunk. and everything like that clunk they added in yeah. the clunk afterwards yeah uh, Lando also bangs his head in Jabba's palace when he's got the mask on with the bone mask and stuff mm -hmm. right before he pulls his mask down uh, he's walking forward and he bangs his helmet and it actually moves his mask up a little bit but Billy D. Williams is so cool that he just made it look awesome that makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, the hole that they climb through in the trash compactor, when Leia shoots the hole in the trash compactor, when she shoots it, it's too small for them to actually fit through. But then they cut away from it, they go back to it, and then everybody can fit clearly through this much bigger hole later on. Um, Continuities for geeks. That's right. You can see <laughs> uh, Kenny Baker inside of R2-D2 at the Sandcrawler scene. As the, oh, no way. as the as the top piece is spinning, you know, the little bulb or the little sure. uh, dome in the front. Sure. Um, as it's spinning, you have to like pause it to see it. But he apparently has like a light on on the inside so that he can work the controls or whatever. And as it goes through, you can see his face in that little circle there. Uh, nice. And also, this was this was a fun one. And this one, I, I've, I actually felt really bad for Kenny Baker. He said that a lot of times when they broke for lunch. They let it leave him in there, right? They, they, they forget. forgot about him and they left him in there. Oh, poor, poor little dude. guy. I'm like, oh man, that stinks. Poor him. Poor dude. Um, Captain Needle. Nita? Nita. Captain Nita. He's still alive. You oh, didn't really? know that. Yes. Darth Vader chokes him. He falls down. Two of the other people go to drag him out. And if you watch in the background, he stands up all by himself. 
and helps the two people carry him out of the room. You ever think sometimes, I think I saw like a skit about this where like people were just like faking. Yeah. It's like, let's make him think he's joking us. Well, they did and that. And they on, just come back with like a mustache. They did that on SNL. <laughs> like I'm a different person. That's right. That's it who it was. was. It was SNL with Kylo Ren. That's right. They were like, oh, uh, that was one of the greatest uh, sketches ever. Like the, the the bad bosses Kylo Ren version. Uh-huh. Yes, that was, uh, awesome. was excellent. Uh, uh, that was a great and he didn't he didn't skit. actually he didn't actually know how to use the force. Everybody just That's pretended right. like they and it was the same people over and over again. Like you said, That's with different right. mustaches or whatever. That's um, great. The first rebel you talked about it earlier that Vader choked that Vader choked out in the very beginning. Um, he slams into the wall. He gets slammed into the wall. But when he's choking him in the beginning, you hear a crack noise, which is supposed to let you know that Vader uh, broke his neck. So right. if your neck is broken when you get thrown into a wall. You're not going to be able. You'll to- probably just ragdoll. Yeah, he puts his hands up to stop him. Yeah, he literally goes. Oh no! Uh-huh. <laughs> like stops and then himself. and then his like fall is really like lame. It was really bad. It, fall. Listen, it was the seventies. People weren't quite as critical. No. of the minutia as yes. they are today. Um, no, not at all. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. this is a fun one. The crate dragon skeleton that R two D two and C three P walk past is still in the middle of the uh, Tunisian desert today. Really? Yeah, they left it there. They just left it there. They just left it there when they That's went. Awesome. When they went back in two thousand and two to film, I guess episode three or or whatever, maybe episode two, episode three, whatever. A um, bunch of the crew went over to to that location, and it was still there. So that's, that's awesome. Um, originally, I'm Ar- surprised some Star Wars fan hasn't come and stolen it. I know, right? Uh, some rich Star Wars fan hasn't. Yeah, because it's probably big. Originally, R two D two talked. Um, he didn't really? just do beeps and whistles, and he had a potty mouth, which is why C-3PO is always reacting to him. He was actually reacting to his actual words in Episode Four because he was actually talking at the time. And then the last one, we talked about it already, James Earl Jones and David Prowess, who played Darth Vader, never met during filming. So those right. are just some of the fun facts that I have about it. Um, sure. So go ahead. Lots and- of fun facts about Star Wars. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, but we, we, we do have to, I mean, it's been a little over an hour now. I mean, we always, we, we always think like, man, we want to, let's keep it 45, tight 45. And then it's like an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes in and we're, we're still talking. Right. But we do want to make sure we get some bad quotes. Star yes, Wars is a great bad quote. We love Star Wars. Star Wars is my, one of my favorite things that exist, but it has also culminated in some of the worst lines in history. And I think a lot of that comes to the prequels. George Lucas is a fantastic, brilliant mind, but not a great writer. So we want to talk about some of your very least favorite quotes of Star Wars history, right? And if you want to, after you're done listening to us talk about this, maybe send in your comments as to what you think are terrible Star Wars uh, lines or else if you disagree about our Star Wars quotes, um, that's great. We want to hear from you. But we're going to talk some just terrible, awful Star Wars lines. And I got to tell you, all of mine have a theme. Okay. I don't know about you, but all of mine have a theme. I only have two because I didn't really – I put more effort into into the other stuff, so – I figured That's this right. would be I, your thing. I only have like six. Okay. Um, but all six of mine follow the same theme. And that theme is they were all spoken by the same actor. Oh, nice. And that actor is Jake Lloyd. Okay. If you know anything about Jake Lloyd, Jake Lloyd is the chosen one. He was our boy chosen to play Anakin Skywalker as a child. And he's one of the worst child actors <laughs> in history. Bless his heart. If you watched him in Jingle All the Way, he peaked in Jingle All the Way. And then it went downhill that from was, there. That was the height of his career. Um, he, Ironically and, and enough, like, 
next week Go we're ahead. having him on the show. So just, that's right. <laughs> we have so we have a separate Jingle All the Way podcast where we talk all about the lore of Jingle All the Way, uh, <laughs> and he's going to join us there. Um, but yeah, so Jake Lloyd now now the prequel trilogy suffers from the fact that George Lucas really took control, and I don't think he's a great writer. He's got a great vision. He's not a great writer. So here are some of the absolutely despicable quotes that Jacob Lloyd was responsible for. First of all, well, to be to be fair, to be fair, the the kid didn't write the lines himself. No, you're right. But here's the thing: when you watch, like, do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. So Stranger Things is a great show. Yes. With great writing. Yes. And great child actors. Okay. Those actors like are are just good actors it yes. is not a good child actor those are actors who are good at their their craft okay jake lloyd was not a good actor okay when he was 11 okay. nine years old how old he was he was not a good actor he could not sell. even if the lines were great he would not have been able to sell them okay you know you see you see you're like who's the kid from sixth sense child not child oh uh uh I see dead people, but whatever. Me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That kid. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Yes. Haley right? Joel Osment. He good. was a good child actor. He yes. could sell it. Yes. These, this kid could not sell this okay. stuff. Right? Go so ahead. here's a couple of these lines that this kid just could not sell. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Not a good not line. Not so good. No. Uh, are you an angel? Oh yeah. Terrible. Um, it's working. It's working. <laughs> Terrible. How about his yippee? When he, yeah. He, he, was he so said much the energy. word yippee. Well, you know, he's he's on a green screen. He has nothing to base off of his emotion. Do you think that during it's filming day, right? Put yourself, <laughs> it's 1999. Yeah. You're Jake Lloyd. You know, you're you've just gotten you know probably seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a nine year old. Yes. To play the biggest role of all time, and you read the you read the script, you go, okay, I'm about to nail this scene. George Lucas goes, action, and you go, yippee, yippee. You you think, yippee. honest to God, you feel like I'm getting an Oscar. Yeah. I'm getting an Oscar today. Um. Okay. Can you try oh that? I don't know. Let's see. With uh, a little so, emotion so the this yip time. was nice. The yip was nice, <laughs> yip. but the e needs a little more length. Really, to it. really punch that e in there. Yippee! It the really e is where e. where the the emotion yeah. of the scene comes from. That's where it comes from. All the way down on the e. So, you really got to nail that e. So for me, for bad quotes. I have written literally what says on my notes is anything Jake Lloyd says. <laughs> Honest to God, he was the le- he was the least part of the trilogies, uh, the sequel or prequel trilogy for me. Okay, and it, it makes me sad because the poor I'm a teacher, the poor kid, he yeah. was a kid, and, yeah. and this this movie messed up but, this kid's life, but, man. So you got uh, people all around the set. There's probably thirty people on the set. There's got to be an acting coach somewhere on the set nearby. You would think. There had to have been thousands of kids who uh, auditioned for that role. So out of all the kids that auditioned for that role, that one showed the most promise. And if you Google Jake Lloyd today, Jake Lloyd, like, he lost his mind. Okay. He went off the deep end, and he blames George Lucas. Okay, because of, yeah, I can understand that. He's so, like Star know, Wars man. kid, yeah. 
He doesn't uh, blame Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> for, for Jingle, Jingle All the Way. And I got to say, Jingle All the Way is probably my favorite holiday movie okay. of all time. Hands down. I love Jingle All the Way. He delivered in Jingle All the Way. And then Star Wars. And, and then Star Wars happened, yeah. and I can't get behind it. Well, I have two quotes. All right. Um, one is from episode nine. My okay. name is Skywalker. That's, okay, that's that's a pretty controversial line. I'm not a fan. I get it. I'm not a fan. I get it. So, yeah, so that one. And Her then, name is Ray Palpatine. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's your name. That's your name. That's your name. You can't just go changing it just because you want to my be name, a Skywalker. My, here's the deal. My name is is uh, Nick Gates. Nick Gates. Yes, I like and that. And I think that somehow, who's, I don't, I don't understand guy, legality, who's the guy who but I think somehow runs, I'm owed a billion dollars. Yeah, who's the guy who runs uh, Amazon? What's his name? Oh, that's Bezos. Yeah. Rob Bezos. Rob Bezos. Yeah. Rob Bezos. My name is Rob Bezos. Um, That's it. And then my other least favorite line of all time, and I don't know if you're going to be able to figure out when it is, but Carrie, that's the whole line. Carrie? Carrie. That's it. Yep. I can't think of it. What is that? The end of episode four. Episode four. After they blow up the Death Star, Luke Skywalker flies into the hangar. He comes out. Carrie Fisher oh, says right. to him. He says her name, doesn't he? Yes. He, he says to him, <laughs> Luke. And he doesn't say she Leia. Says Carrie. He says Carrie. <laughs> so that is you my. You know what's funny? I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not an actor, so I don't get it. But I watch a lot of bloopers. I don't know if you're a big blooper guy. Oh, yeah. But I think bloopers are hysterical. Very funny. For whatever reason, I think when, when actors break, it's the funniest thing. Yes. And for whatever reason, every time when I'm watching, like I was a big Scrubs fan. Um, when you watch Scrubs, when one of the actors of Scrubs accidentally calls them by their real name, right. they lose it. Yeah. They go like, that, you call me my name. Yeah, that's so my that's name. like a big thing. Mm-hmm. That Like that whole, like, Leia would be one thing, but calling her Carrie, yeah. that's a big thing. And, I mean, there were a lot of people on the set right there. So George Lucas is sitting right there. Everybody's sitting right there. You don't nobody, catch that? Nobody heard him say Carrie. You've got editors. Yeah. You've got screenwriters. Yep. You've got, like, no one went, hey, man, like, Mark said Carrie. Maybe we could just dub him we'll saying just dub it. Yeah, I mean, Or they, maybe, maybe even just not use that audio. Nope. I have three pages of when lines are wrong. Like, you, there's... People talking without this moving their lips. This is a random guy in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, yeah. in his basement can fact check this stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they're they're talking and throughout the whole movie, they're talking without moving their lips or they're moving their lips and saying different words. You couldn't you couldn't see Carrie and say, oh, let's change it, make sure he says Leia. Nope. So Carrie's oh, yeah. in there. So that that's my, one of my favorites. Apparently not. That's great. That so, is excellent. Yeah. If you if you did not hear what you think is the absolute worst Star Wars line, and we've definitely missed a few. Oh yes. Don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars. Just I think about it's a great. Anything Jar Jar Binks said could be could be written down. Oh there. yeah. Yeah. That and that's one of my favorite things about the Mandalorian when uh, Bill Burr's character starts making fun <laughs> of Gungans. Yes. It was so it was good. Great. Um, but yeah, if you heard, if you think, man, you did not list the real truest, ter- most terrible line, let us know at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Banthamilk on Twitter. Let us know. Go Say, to our hey, website. Nick, I know you're on your third glass of whiskey, yep. but I have a suggestion for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because you missed it, right? I missed it. Um, 
I think that's all we got for tonight. I think that's it. I think that's a jam-packed show. It's been an hour show. and a half. It it's has It's a jam-packed been. show, and it's just us. We don't even have, like, five other people on No, this. we don't have guests or anything. It's When's just the us? last time we had just a me and Rob? It's been a while. Yeah, we, we, started the, we started to really expand, and then it became too much, especially with Zoom and all this stuff. There was just too many people talking, so... Once yeah. we're allowed to all come back into Bantha Milk Studios here, then we can have you know four people again back in here and and have a good time. But uh, yeah. I think, but, uh, but we, you know, we had a good time chatting about terrible quotes. We had yeah. a good time talking about our new uh, Jedi of the week, Jedi right? Which uh, if week. you have a Jedi, you want to go ahead and tell us you think we should be featured as Jedi Week. Please let us know. We had a good time with our Star Wars news. We talked about our quarantine quarantinis. We talked about our social media. We talked about a lot today. We sure Anything did. Anything else you think that the good of the order needs to know? Um, the only other thing really is, uh, you know, don't forget we're, we're friends with Ears Up now. We're part of their family. So you can Ears check, Up family. check, check us them out, out on, for sure. on their website, earsuppodcast.com. Um, and right. they have a an Amazon link on the Patreon link as well. So if you don't want to support Patreon, which I understand, that's fine. Uh, everybody buys from Amazon. Do your Amazon shopping. Click on the little Amazon link there on their website, and then you know, then we get money that way. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, we did it all. Uh, we may you may see us soon one of these days on the Supreme Resort, being a judge on the Supreme Resort, and that's we may right. get those yeah, Supreme we're... Resort guys on here because they are Star Wars nerds as well. So it'll work out. That's right. So if you have if you have any questions, comments, quandaries, queries, conundrums, please let us know at BanthamPodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. My name is Nick. This is Rob. We always have a good time talking to you we about sure Star do. Wars. Let um, us know what you want us to talk about. We will talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let us it. know if you have if you have topics that you want to let us know about for uh, for shows. If you have specific eras of Star Wars you want us to go ahead and get more in-depth about. If you want us to talk about certain movies, certain video games, certain books. Let us know. Let us We're know. open to it. That's we right. Are, we are open books. We are teachers. It's about to be summer. We're about to have a little time on our hands. A little. Not much. Little. I'm buying a house, but a little. Yep. Right? So let us know what you got. We're here. We're ready to answer your questions. Anything else for the good of the order, Mr. I don't think Mr. so. Rob. Go ahead and take us out of here, Nick. It has been a fabulous time. And from all of us here at Bath & Milk Headquarters, here in sunny New Jersey, we have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs>